blood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. A message to the men, a message to the brothers. 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. You'll find these recorded words. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. God's salvation is for all peoples. All peoples. That means different ethnic groups. For all peoples. All of the time and in every place. His salvation is needed. And sometimes God will direct a word. Especially to certain groups within the peoples of the world. And in this message, we're talking, and God is talking to the brethren. If you notice, it says, therefore, my beloved, that's the body of Christ, my beloved brethren. So this message is to the beloved in the body of Christ, is to the men, is to my beloved brethren. There are some good men in this church. Thank God for you all. So this message is a message to the brethren. To the men in this fellowship. And to the men in the body of Christ. The apostle Paul in directing this message. Says my beloved brethren be ye steadfast. That word steadfast means to be morally fixed, to be a good man, a man of good character. To be steadfast means to be firm. It means to be dependable. A good man in the body of Christ should be morally fixed, firm, and dependable. And I like this also. It says that a steadfast man should not be like a broken chair. (laughs) 
I thought that was sort of comical. Who wants to sit in a broken chair? A chair that's non-dependable and have no problem of dumping you immediately onto the floor. To be steadfast means to be solid. Solid. Firm. Dependable. So be steadfast. Solid. Morally fixed. Not of lustful character. Dependable. Not a broken chair. Solid. In Colossians, Paul continues this same argument. If you'll go there, we're going to be meandering our way back and forth from 1 Corinthians 15, 58. But I need for you to go to Colossians chapter 1 and verse 20. Verses 20 through 23, you'll find these words. The Bible says, and Paul writing to the church at Colossae says, And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Now these things happen to be beings. So whether they be beings in earth or beings in heaven because God has no children in hell. Are we communicating? In verse 21, and you that were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. In other words, God has drawn us to himself through the cross of Jesus Christ, those of us that are born again. Verse 22, in the body of his flesh through death. See, Christ didn't come to live here. He came to die here. So in the body of his flesh through death to present you, the brethren, as well as the sisters, the body of Christ, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If you continue in the faith grounded and settled, there it is, firm, fixed. If you continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard, and which was preached unto every creature that is under heaven, of which I, Paul, am made an apostle. Paul is saying here to the brothers, no matter what goes on in your life, you go on with God. No matter how tight it may get, you be steadfast. You don't be moved by circumstances. If the family needs money, get a job. If the family needs encouragement, you gather the family around and talk to them about the Lord and show them where the Lord has brought y'all from. Come on now. Don't be like a, a chair or a broken stool. Be able to be dependable. Be able to have a word from the Lord for your family. In days like these, it seems as though men are ashamed to talk about the Lord outside of the church. We need to get beyond that point because he got us out there breathing when we're not even in here. He got us out there blessed and making money even when we are not here. We've come here to praise his name. We've come here to magnify the Lord for who the Lord is to us. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. God has reconciled us to himself through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, through the blood of his cross, we have peace with God. 
Man, listen, some of us in this room were some rough characters. I mean, we, we were, we were it, 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 listen, you don't know who you sit next to. But the Lord is still working on them. God is a mighty God. Only God can make a man. And make a man what he is supposed to be. The whole family got more security when the man is the man. The whole family can look up when it's a man in the house. What a blessing. God, that thunder out there, man, listen. The one who's behind that made everybody in here. He's invisible, but he's a God of love. Tell your neighbor, be steadfast. We have been reconciled to God through the death of his son. We are in the beloved. We are baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ. That's why a man of God must not fear anything in this world. When you're walking with God, you ain't got nothing to fear. Because the fear of man brings a snare. Go to 1 Peter chapter 5. I'm talking about being steadfast. Go on toward the back of your Bible. 1 Peter the 5th chapter. And commencing at verse 6. A message to the men. A message to the brethren is to be steadfast. Don't be all over the place. Be dependable. Show up for church. Stay for Sunday school. Let your children see you with a Bible in your hand. Carry your son to Sunday school and your daughter to her Sunday school class and you go to your Sunday school class. You call that humility. You say, I think we spend a lot of time, especially as black men, trying to prove our manhood by smoking and drinking and cussing. That's a man out of order. But a man that's in order knows how to put words together. He didn't cuss, but you know what he means. Yeah, he, he, he's not arguing with the wife at midnight and throwing a skillet across the kitchen. He stands up and says, listen, it's enough of that in this house. We're not doing that anymore. And he takes his place. And when a man stands up, hallelujah, everything in the house lines up. Even a rat won't come out and get the cheese. <laughs> when, a, when a man stands up, then his daughter has security. His son has security. And the wife can cook the pork chop and got another one in the fridge. See, when, when a man is a man in his own house, then the whole house can feel better about being in the house. The problem oftentimes with men of color is that we see one another as a threat instead of seeing one another as a blessing and instead of seeing one another with the same plight. We see one another as competition and we don't. And again, the greatest fear of some more folk is that we would sit down and tell one another how we got successful 
in what we are doing. Sharing information. Encouraging one another. If you're a solid brother, if you're steadfast, and if you're fixed, like some of you are, then it does not matter who comes to you and what hour they come to you, you're still solid. You still got a word of encouragement. You got a word from the Lord. But it's bad to be a brother and you ain't got no scripture. It's bad to be a brother and, and you don't have no Sunday school teacher. It's bad to be a brother and, and you're, not, you're not firmly fixed. You're not dependable. You, you don't come to church like you need to. You're not connected to the body in the local church. And that's why God set up the church in Colossae, set up the church in 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, set it up in Ephesus. All of this is for the brothers to be solid. When the brothers are solid, the church is solid. That's just the way it, it is. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Oh, that men would give a shout out and glorify God in the midst of their own life. But in order for us to be solid and firmly fixed and not a broken chair, we have to humble ourselves. And for the most part, a lot of times, it may get on another brother's nerve for another brother to tell another brother how the cow ate the cabbage. It takes humility for a brother to sit upon another brother and be taught. It takes humility for someone to ask, here we go, for help. Because a lot of men of color think that they have no help. And they think that it's a show of weakness to ask another brother for some help. Oftentimes in our society, a man of color wants to be a lobo, a wolf, a predator. One who takes whatever he wants without accountability. Now that's a thief. But to the brothers and being steadfast in order for you to be taught or to humble yourself is what you're going to have to do. That's what it's going to have to do. And unfortunately, a lot of humility is brought on by law enforcement in prisons. We will be a whole lot better off if we would humble ourselves out here. If a brother tells you, man, listen, you're doing your family wrong. You need to get yourself together. That's what brothers need to be talking to brothers about. And that's what brothers need to be saying. Man, where you been? You've been missing too much church. What's wrong with you? But see, in our part of the hood, there's no accountability. There's no accountability. So the police steps in and the abuse gets started and we're going to another funeral. Here in 1 Peter, the 5th chapter and the 6th verse, humble yourselves. You got that? That, that's, that's, you know, that means I'm going to become teachable. I need, see, every man needs a brother. Humble yourselves, watch this. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. So I don't have to run over you to get to where I'm headed. If I humble myself under God's hand, he's going to get me where I'm going. Because he finished the end from the beginning. 
So if I humble myself under God saying, God told me to go to Sunday school, I'm going to Sunday school. I don't care who knows about it. I could be a supervisor at my job. Yes, I go to Sunday school. Yes, I go to church. Yes, I'm a tither. All these are the things of God that should be presented by every brother in the body of Christ. I got a Sunday school teacher. I got a pastor. I got a church. I got a family. I got responsibility. I can't be hanging out with you all on Saturday because I got church Sunday morning. I'm a, I'm a man of responsibility. I'm solid. I'm solid. I'm solid to the point that if someone misses me at church, they know it's got to be something wrong. Humble yourselves. And that's the thing right there. We think Mr. Charlie's ice is always colder. We can't learn from one another because we choose not to learn from one another. And we're the biggest fools on the planet. Everybody's learning from one another, whether it's the Asians, the white folk, the Mexicans, all them. And you notice they ain't employing us. If a lot of brothers had humbled themselves and paid their taxes and did what they should have been, they could have been employing a lot of people right through here. We're trying to get life on our own and we don't have to and we're ending up in jail. God already got it for us. But humility is something that a lot of people don't want anything to do with. Like for instance, if you offend another brother, what's the problem, man? I don't, why don't you say I'm sorry? Well, what's the problem? That's how we grow in grace. That's how we grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. But a lot of us got our learning from the street and we want to transport what we learned in the street into the church, and it doesn't work that way. What we learn at the church needs to be transported into the street. I sold drugs. I went through all that, and I'm through with that. That didn't make me no man. Only God can make a man. Only God can make a man. So, so, so as we humble ourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt us in due time. And a lot of time when God exalts a brother and another brother is jealous, he won't even talk to that brother. He won't even avail himself to learn something from that brother. There's some brothers in here that can help you through a whole lot of stuff. But you know what? You're too proud. This is how it sounds. Ain't no man going to tell me how to run my house. Well, you're going to run it in the ground then. Go ahead and run it into the ground. But we the same folk that went to school to graduate. But when it comes to life, we don't want to listen to nobody. And that's where we are in default. Lord, please raise up somebody in my life that I can talk to. That have been through the fire. And can tell me the difference. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. That who may exalt you? That who may exalt you? Come on, don't disconnect. Who may exalt you? Well, if I humble myself under God's hands, then God is going to lead me to the people that need to be in my life. That's what's going to happen. But look at verse 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. There are too many black men that are too ignorant 
Because all they learning comes from themselves. That, that, that can no longer continue. We need help. And you ought to have a brother here in this church that you can go and talk to. And if all else fell, all y'all can come talk to me. Because I love to talk. I love to talk. And I love the brethren. And I love the body of Christ. And, and it, it just grieves my heart to see people struggling. And there's so much information in this church. Struggling, going out into the dark, trying to find an answer. And the Lord has already put you in a place to get the answer. But it takes humility to get the answer. Ain't no shame in my game. If I need some help, I'm going to ask for it. Because that's how we complete one another. All right. So if I cast all my cares, then that means that my family that's depending on me, I'm depending on God. And any man who's the head of his house or the head of the woman, that's what the man is, the head of the woman, then that man needs information. And the best way to get that information is to humble himself. And you know what? Sometimes, brother, if the wife is right, she's right. Bite the bullet. What did God tell Abraham? Listen to the voice of your wife, even though he only said it one time. <laughs> even, even, even though he only told him that one time, baby. So, men, we need to learn how to pray. We need to learn to pray. We need to learn to cast all of our care upon him, for he careth for us. Look at verse 8. Be sober. Don't get drunk on the ways of this world. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So many black men got cancer that was brought on by stress. That was brought on by great disappointment. Listen, let me tell you something. The most hated individual on this planet is the black man. Come on now. We've gone through the Sapphire area, the Amos and Andy stuff. And the, the other race of people always use our black women to pull the black man down. So why is the black man such a threat? Because once he knows who he is and who God is and he's well learned, then he becomes a threat to their whole institution. Dr. King was only 39 years old when they killed him. 39 years old, Nobel Peace Prize winner. And the most articulate orator that America ever produced. Nobody could talk like Dr. King. But he was a threat and they killed him. Let me tell you something. When you got a smart black man who loves his family, who loves his Lord, who loves his pastor, who loves his church, who loves his superintendent, who loves his Sunday school teacher, you got a man in order. And that man becomes a force to be reckoned with because humility is the key to promotion. That's how God set it up. But we too busy in competition with one another, trying to put one another down. I ain't letting no man know my business. Man, listen, we already know. We can look at you and tell that there's something wrong. 
but you won't come to the brothers. Now, I, I admit, every brother you can't talk to. But God certainly has never left himself without a witness. So you got to quit thinking that the whole world is on your shoulders and you, you got to do all this by yourself. You don't. It's not designed for you to do all this by yourself. Man, I meet people that I talked to over 25 years ago. And what God gave me to give them is still working for them. But there are folk in this church, man, don't even speak. And don't even understand why God got them here. I'm a man. I ain't no punk. I ain't no sissy. I ain't no homosexual. But see, what, what, what we often do as, as men of color, here we go. He think he know everything. Now, why you, why you got to go there? There are men, there are men that bear the, the weight of their whole family on their shoulders. In other words, someone dies in the family. The man wants to cry. He doesn't want to see, he doesn't want his wife to see him cry. Why not? You got tear ducts. Crying is not a sign of being weak. Jesus wept. Jeremiah wept. And I tell you one thing. If a man needs to cry, you need to cry. Because it's a part of being human. I may be teaching better than you listening, but I'm here to tell you something. If you can't be a man in your own house, where are you going to be a man at? I remember when my pastor died. Man, I cried until... I was just dry heathen. Wasn't no more tears left. Mary standing right over there. I ain't care. And when I say I didn't care, at what place can you really be you? Huh? People got houses. They can't even be them at their house. They'd go in the driveway and move the car. <laughs> now the question is... There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call.
Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.